Support for Pivot comes from Vanta. When it comes to ensuring your company has top-notch security practices, things can get complicated fast. Now, you can assess risk, secure the trust of your customers, and automate compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more with a single platform, and that platform is Vanta. Vanta's market-leading trust management platform helps you continuously monitor compliance alongside reporting and tracking risk. Plus, you can save time by completing security questionnaires with Vanta AI. To learn why thousands of global companies use Vanta to automate evidence collection, unify risk management, and streamline security reviews, watch Vanta's on-demand demo at vanta.com slash pivot. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash pivot to watch Vanta's on-demand demo. Support for Pivot comes from Pendo. Pendo improves the apps your customers and employees rely on. Whether you're building applications for customers or managing applications for employees, Pendo can help deliver better experiences for your users so they can get more value from your software. Visit pendo.io slash pivot to learn more about how your team can use Pendo to start building better digital experiences. There you can also check out Pendo's lineup of free certification courses, 12 hours of in-depth training for your product management teams on topics from AI to product analytics to product-led growth. That's pendo.io slash pivot to learn more. everyone. This is Pivot from New York Magazine and the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher. We're closing out a second week of Scott Free August. It's been a very enjoyable month so far. And my co-host today is former CIA officer and more recently a Texas congressman. He is currently a Republican candidate for president. Please welcome Will Hurd. Hi, Will. What's up, everybody? Hey, Kara, thanks for having me on. How you doing? I'm, I'm doing wonderful. I'm glad Scott takes off for August, so I get this I opportunity. Yeah, I know. I, I, uh, the person who brought us together is Alyssa Ferris. Said you like Pivot, and and you have a lot to say. Apparently, you're running for president. Uh, we're going to talk about that and more. Um, how are you doing? Otherwise, how's it going? How's the campaign going? Look, it's 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 exciting. I, I have to say, you know, I just hired a, a new person, and he's a huge super fan of yours. So much so that when we were last in Iowa. He rented us a Kia, a Kia Sorento, and he's oh, nice. like, he's like, you're going to be able to talk about this on on on. I the, love the on, Kia the Sorento. Did you hear he's what like, happened to my Kia Sorento? No, I do not know the it story. It got crushed by a tree in Washington during the storms. Oh, really? Your old haunts. Yes, a tree fell on it. It was. Uh, we'll see how it survives. I'm going to get another one, obviously. But well, I'm glad. I'm glad you weren't in the tree. I was uh, not I in, the in the car. In the car. Yeah. No, yeah. you know, the bolts survived. We moved the bolt just the night before and it would have also gotten crushed. Um, but thank God the bolt survived. And also, you, uh, you know, so I have two unsexy cars that I think are very, I'm trying to bring sexy back to bolts and Sorrento. If, if, if anybody can do it, you can. I can do it. Um, so I, I want to talk about a lot of things, but how is how is your campaign going? Have you gotten more votes than Connor Roy yet? God, I, yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know the to. reference. I don't oh, even know the succession. reference. Oh, it's succession. Oh my god. Yeah, you know what? Look, I, I, I've only seen a, I've only seen a few episodes. Look, here, here's the thing. I'm, I'm a dark horse candidate. I recognize that. And, and, but what has been fascinating is every week we're getting better. I, I talk about how uh, we're a startup, right? And, and the way a startup. Look, you, you've forgotten more about startups than most people know. Um, is have a good product market fit. Uh, we know who our customers are and who our customers 
customers aren't, and it's about growing at the right times. And so my most immediate issue is making sure I meet the requirements to, to get on the debate stage. Um, and we're getting really close um, to that. How close are you? It's like 40,000? It's 40,000. I'll give you uh, money. I gave money to Christy, so I'll give money to you to get you on. Uh, well, look, look I, I appreciate that. Just $5, so don't feel that honored. Hey, five dollars um, accounts um, towards that forty thousand. But look, it, it's been it's it's been fun. It's been exciting. Um, the message is slowly resonating. The goal is not to peak next week. The goal is to peak between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And guess what? I think America deserves a sane conservative party so that we can have a competition of ideas. And and that's why we're doing it. So talk about that. A tiny bit. You were just appearing, I forget, whatever gathering you were at, and you got booed. I thought you handled it rather well. Donald Trump is running to stay out of prison. And if we elect... I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Listen, I know the truth. The truth is hard. Was that... How, what was that like? This was a group of Trump supporters. And obviously, you're not running for vice president like some of the people are, because you're not going to get it, just FYI. Um, you've been critical, not not quite as loud as Christie, but it, or more colorfully as Christie, I guess. No. Um, talk a little bit about why you did that and how you handled that, because it, it's tough sure. when, some, when a crowd's booing you like that. Look, so, so first and foremost, right? I, I've never bent the knee to Donald Trump, right? I, I've been that way since the very beginning, and, and I'm the only person in this race um, that can can claim uh, can claim that title and and going in this was a this was a Lincoln Day dinner in Iowa and there's about two thousand people and it's it's a lot of it is, is party activists and so I knew that some people were not going to like my message and and I and, and and ultimately what I said was Donald Trump is not running for president to make America great Donald Trump is not running to president to um, represent the people who voted for him in 2016 or 2020 Donald Trump is running the president for president to stay out of prison and 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 several people booed but what was fascinating and what I was not expecting was there were a lot of people that clapped and and there were more people that set their hands folded and, and quiet. And my message was to those folks that know that that is true and saying that it's okay. And if we're not, if we're afraid to tell the truth, even when telling the truth is uncomfortable, then we're never going to get out of this morass um, that we that we are currently in. I would assume it was different in the room, but there was boo, there was heavy booing. How do you deal with that? Well, yeah, you handle it well. You're like, well, fine. You don't you don't have to agree with me, but I'm telling you the truth, essentially. Look, you. you we we knew it was going to happen, and when it started booing, it's like, hey, you know, how do you calm the crowd down in order to finish, right? Um, and it was at the end of my speech, and so it was just calmly walk off. Look, it's it's not it's not um, it's not a fun experience, right? But look, I I I go back to when I was a kid. Um, I had I had messed up teeth until I was in high school. I had a speech impediment until I was high school. My head has been this size since I was four years old. And like okay. my mom, like, that's a fact. I had a big head and I wore a size 14 shoe. See, back then, you know, it, to, get, to get a shoe over 12, it was only red and it was big. And that wasn't cool back then to have red shoes, right? So, so you know, my I'm, I'm half black, half white. Um, and and it was, you know, so I, I, I've gotten made fun of. I've gotten picked on. Picked 
worked on a lot. And, and so I have a, I have a thick skin. Um, but, but knowing and thinking through what your options are when something like that happens. And guess what? I'd do it again. And, and what, what happened was when I was at the airport the next day, uh, people walked by and whispered, Hey, thanks for being honest. Um, I was at Walmart yesterday and, you know, some people came up and they're like, Hey, heard, thank you for being honest. And, and so do you think it's resonating? It is, it is, it, it is slowly but surely people are starting to see that. And, and if more people look, I, I've said this, I've said this so many times. I'm not a political scientist. However, I have run and won some really tough elections, right? You don't win by kissing your opponent's butt, right? And and why these other Republicans are doing yeah, why? this? Why? Why is that? Uh, why? Look, I, I, they're, they're afraid of Donald Trump. They're, they're afraid of his voters. And I'm sorry, if you can't stand up to Donald Trump, how are you going to be able to have a, a conversation and a debate with the current president of the United States? How are you going to be in a position with Vladimir Putin, Xi Jinping, dealing with uh, President Lopez Obrador in Mexico? If you're afraid um, to speak the truth, when we all know it, then I'm sorry, you're not fit. You're not fit to be president. Do do any of them believe? So I I will say that I, look, it, it's these are these are intelligent people. These are intelligent people. You know, I go back to like January 6th, right? And and I and I knew all of my colleagues. There were probably 15 people that actually thought that the election was unfair, right? But everybody else knew that. It was solid, right? And and so so I I, I just I, I I don't understand if I understood um, why they're doing that. And anybody who thinks like I, maybe they thought that Donald Trump was going to pull out, be like, oh, you know, these legal issues are too much. You know, I gotta I gotta back out, or or maybe he was going to have a heart attack. You know, um, but but why they're doing? I don't know. It's it's not a winning it's not a winning strategy. And, and oh, and by the way, also clones. Never win, especially when the original is st- is still in. So I think they thought he had shame, and he doesn't. That's the thing. They thought he'd, he'd pull <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. In any case, we have a lot to talk about today. Today, we'll talk about the special election in Ohio, which was a big sign for these people, I would imagine, what results mean for the GOP's campaign strategy. We'll also talk about Donald Trump's Twitter account and why special counsel Jack Smith got a search warrant for it, among other things. But first, we've been starting pretty much every show asking about Barbie. It's just crossed the billion-dollar mark and message to Scott Galloway on vacation. That's a billion dollars from the woke people. You're welcome. Um, have you seen it? I or have. I, I thought I, I've, I've, I've seen them both. I, I love movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my my wife, I've, I'm, I'm recently married. We've married. Mm-hmm. We're in Q3 of marriage. Um, <laughs> Q3. I, say, I like yeah, how yeah, I campaign's yeah. a startup. I'm in Q3 of marriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. The, the, the love fund romance. is up and to the right. Romance. You love okay. the, love, the romance. Oh, hugely romantic, Will. <laughs> um, and, and so she has probably seen 400 movies in her entire life. 398 of them have been with me, right? Like I, I love, I love movies. So we saw, we saw Oppenheimer and Barbie on the, the same, on the, on the, on the weekend it came out. Thought they were both excellent movies. You know, anybody who's criticizing Barbie for like empowerment, it's like, come on, it's about empowerment. You should be supportive yeah. of it. And it was funny. The concept was interesting. I thought Michael Sarah's character was pretty funny. I, I had never known that there was another. Alan. 
Allen, yeah, I didn't know there was an Allen um, doll, and and like in in working in the history of it was great. Um, and Oppenheimer, I thought I, I look, I, I've re- I've read a lot of books on 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 nuclear fission, and and partly because of my involvement in, in artificial intelligence, I think AI and nuclear fission are are, are have some equivalent. Uh, controlled, you have something amazing. Uncontrolled, you have something destructive. But I didn't know all the history about Oppenheimer after World War II. So I, I appreciated that frame. Um, so yeah, loved both. What, what were your thoughts? Yeah, what was your thoughts? I loved it. I loved it. I think people either, it's either just fun for people and then you could just take it away like that. I think it made fun of everybody. It made fun of feminism, it made fun of men's movements. It made fun of just everybody, you know, and just ridiculousness. But um, but it was funny. It was lovely. It was You can take away anything you want from it. It was lovely. And Oppenheimer was substantive, a little long, but really good. Let me ask you a question though. It's the hundredth day of the writer's strike. And obviously you, have been a more the reason I know you has been a more tech oriented congressman. How do you look at what where they are? There, it's a hundred days. There's obviously AI is a very big part of it. Sure. I, look, I, I just I just put out a, a video uh, about this, um, and and one of the issues, and and I can't speak um, the the streaming residuals and all these issues, right? Like like I'm of I'm of the opinion is that if if you have frames for something, just adapt, adapt them and uh, edit them for the new thing, right? And and so so I I, I, I can't I can't give you an an, an authoritative a, a thoughtful issue there but on one issue facial rights right it's real simple my face is my face and guess what a warner brothers doesn't get to bring back heath ledger to play the joker in batman 17 right or new actors can't be ai models of old actors and 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 why should everybody care and look i know that it's easy to to kick hollywood and you know it's all you know depending on where you are but guess what i love movies man i love movies like i like our culture our soft power matters our culture our music our films our tv shows all that stuff has led to the greatness of america but if a studio could do something like that with Heath Ledger, then guess what? They're going to screw my next door neighbor if if it was beneficial. So I think one of the issues is around facial rights. Facial, which is what it is. It, it's kind of interesting because as we record this, the FEC is expected to vote on a ban on deep fakes and campaign ads. The ban would prevent candidates and political parties from deliberately misrepresenting their opponents with the use of AI. AI has already played a big role in the 2024 presidential election when Joe Biden announced he would seek re-election. The RNC released a video made with AI depicting a dystopian future. Both the Trump campaign and the DeSantis campaign have produced videos using AI, and you yourself have struggled with it. Um, uh, an AI video was made altering your appearance on The View to suggest a guest uh, told you to shut the hell up. Here's what I, I think is important. Donald Trump is a threat to our national security. <laughs> oh, brother, please. We all know that the country and the world was more secure under Trump. So please just shut the hell up with a talking point for dummies. They could have, but they didn't. They clapped. They clapped. That, that, that was not one where I got booed. That was definitely yeah, one when they where they clapped. they clapped, right. <laughs> Look, uh, um, Donald Trump is a threat to our national security. 
So you've placed AI at the forefront of your campaign. Should the FEC be regulating this or who should if you were still in Congress and will banning candidates and parties, not just Hollywood, from using AI help when the everyday citizens can create misleading material as well? Sure. So so FEC has their, um, it's clear what their roles and guidance on are in, in political advertising, right? And so, so being narrow on political advertisement and things that can and cannot do, I think that is, I think that is fine within the FEC's uh, purview. Um, when it comes to broader deep fakes in, in our systems, um, you know, uh, talking about the, you know, why, you know, what systems and, and what critical infrastructure should these not be allowed? Um, how platforms should be using the deep fake detection? You know, the, the, the reality is there's a number of, of companies that are working on how you detect deep fakes and, um, they're, they're all pretty good. And, and so making sure, you know, uh, how if, if I share something on Twitter or whatever we're calling it today, um, that, that photo was doctored or that video was doctored and, and something more than just basic editing, right? I put a, you know, uh, something more than just, I, you know, adjusted the darkness or something like that. The technology exists. And I think there should be a conversation about how those platforms deploy that. Do you worry about it as a, as a candidate and, a, and, you know, a longtime politician? Is it something that will become so deceptive that it's impossible to know who's telling the truth? So I've had millions of dollars of negative advertising dropped on my head, right? You know, and, and so, so whether someone uh, lies in a, in a mail piece, right? That's coming to someone's door or they lie in a video, the, the concepts are ultimately the same. And, and so, but it requires us to be able to educate and have, have a way to hit back. I think when it comes to political advertising, the ability for like super PACs and outside interests to incredibly juice this to potentially have an overwhelming um, opposition. So a million people thought, you know, I got booed on, on stage, which, you know, in that case, because I know how it, how, you know, it, it, it positively helped me in Iowa. I'm, I'm okay with it, but, but these are difficult issues to, to deal with. What, what I think Congress should be doing. And this in, in a, in a broader sense, let's start with saying AI needs to follow the law. Uh, we have a lot of rules on civil liberties and civil rights. Uh, let's make sure those apply. Let's not have a carve out for AI. Let's, let's not car, you know, what we know about social media now, we would not have carved it out of the Communication and Decency Act a couple of decades ago. You know, young women are, le you know, because of images they're seeing are leading them to cutting themselves, right? Like that's not acceptable. And, and this probably would not have happened if the same rules that radio and TV had at the time would have applied. Like that may not be enough. But it's a but it's a start. Is is Congress as up to speed as they need to be? You were one of the you know, I'm trying to think I could name Ken Buck has gotten pretty good. David Cicilline, who's left, was good in the House and the Senate. Obviously, there's a, quite a few Klobuchar, uh, Warner, Bennett. There's some there's some I don't I'm trying to think on the Republican side. Not my homie from from Nashville. Marsha. 
Senator Blackburn. Look, oh. she she no look Sometimes. she. So, I agree. Like, she, I agree. She understands. She understands. Like there's probably disagreements on other things, but but she understands. Here's what I would say. She um, never misses an opportunity to politicize it when she could be sensible. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's like just talk about the danger, and you don't have to then throw in a. And by the way, Hillary Clinton's emails. But go right, ahead. Right. Go, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> these these are the views of Kara Swisher, not the yes, co-host. No, yes, I'm not, no, I'm I get it. I'm you know what I mean? It's like it's it's serious enough issue that we don't need to muck it up with stupid partisanship. Let, let's focus on the things we agree on, right? Like there's, there's like I, I've always said, way more unites us than divides us. I, I will say this, I was pretty shocked. I've been pretty shocked by the hearings that Blumenthal and Josh Harley are doing. They're, look, if you wanted to find complete opposites it's it's Blumenthal and 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 Holly, and they're asking some of the right questions. Now, can that uh, turn into execution? Um, that's the real question. That's what I mean. Yeah, you have to be nonpartisan on this stuff. But here here is here is the problem. L- why do we not have a privacy standard in the United States? Why, why is why, why is Europe? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell okay. you. I know. Right. Um, right. Why is Europe 24 to 36 months ahead of us when it comes to regulation on technologies? We should be we should be the one driving the world. Um, the reason is behind closed doors. When you know all outside groups and supporters say, "Yeah, we should have a privacy law," but then behind closed door. The financial community says something very different, and retailers come in and say something very different. And that's what prevents a, a privacy standard from happening, because those two organizations and, and members of Congress are, are, are unwilling, they're not smart enough on these issues to come in and say, yeah, you know, I, here's the decision I'm going to make, and, and here's the side I'm going to come down on. And so I think AI is early enough in it being a a issue that we could potentially have some have some regulations on okay it, all right. right we'll see well speaking of which Diane Feinstein is back home after a brief hospital visit following a fall. A spokesperson said the fall was, quote, minor and that all of her scans were clear. Just weeks ago, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell froze during a press conference and Donald Trump and Joe Biden are 77 and 80, respectively. A lot of these people do not understand tech, and I'm not going to focus it just on tech. What is your take on these aging representatives? Should there be a maximum age to serve? Um and if we leave the decision to the politicians themselves, do we hurt constituents? Well, look. So, how old are you? You're I'm, how? Old? I'm I'm 45. Right? I turned 46 next week. And you um, left. And you left. I left. I walked away. Right. And 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 I had been asked, um, "What do I support term limits?" And and I said early on, "I don't." I was like, "Because guess what? Vote 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 somebody out." And and I always said, "You don't have to die or be defeated to leave Congress." And I walked away. A 2020 election would have been my my biggest win and 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 and, and biggest victory. Um, publicly traded companies force CEOs to to walk out at a certain time. Right. And, and so does I, I, so I can, I can make an argument for, um, I can also, I, I think it's slightly, um, self-indulgent for me to be like, yeah, these people are too old. And, and I think it's for the next generation to actually take. If something, if, if I'm president and Congress put something on my desk, of course I would sign it. If I was still in Congress, I would, I would probably, I would probably vote for it. And, and so it's like, we should be looking at, um, is there a, is 
is a is there a disproportional advantage um, for incumbents to stay on office? And I think maybe looking at that. But but look, I, age is going to be an issue. I I do not wish um, you know Senator McConnell or Feinstein any ill will. I'm glad they're all doing they're they're all doing better. Um, but but yes, I I think um, people that do not have an understanding of these issues and people that are making decisions about the future need to be the ones living in that future. And and so so you know age is going to be an issue, especially in in the 2024 election. Um, and and I can say you know I I my my father is 90. Um, we lost my mother this year. Um, and and I know I, I think the best person to comment on this was Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter said, "I've been 80 and I've been president, and you can't do both at the same time." Um, and and so so yeah, I, look that this is this is going to be an issue. It's going to be a big issue. It's going to be a issue. All right, let's get to our first big story. Abortion rights activists won a decisive victory in Ohio this week in a special election. Voters rejected a Republican-backed measure known as Issue 1, which would have made it harder to change the state constitution. It would have shifted it from a simple majority of 50 to 60 percent. This November, an amendment to enshrine abortion rights in that constitution will be on the ballot. And so they were trying to avoid that, although they tried to make it broader. This was a landslide defeat, a resolution lost by 57 percent to 43 percent margin. The voter turnout was incredibly high, higher than the midterm election, I believe. There's six other statewide abortion-related ballot initiatives since Roe versus Wade was returned, and everyone so far, abortion rights have won. Um, so, and there, there's more, there's going to be more efforts and people are, this seems to work. So what do you think the message is here for your party? Well, look, so the, the message is this is going to continue to be an issue and, and it obviously is, is not a winning issue. Um, I, I'm pro-life, but, but I also think there's a lot of agreement that, um, with the exception, and I'm for exceptions. And, um, you know, most people think that, you know, abortion shouldn't happen after 15 weeks. Um, and unless there's a life with a mother issue. And and so I think that's an area that that we can we can all cooperate on. Um, I I also believe that if you are a state that has these these serious restrictions, um, you need to make sure it's clear that um, you know when it comes to the life of the mother. Like there, there's been some examples here in Texas uh, where a woman was forced to carry a, a, a basically a dead child, and like the I I, I can't I can't I can't. Um, fathom the, the, the mental anguish of that. But if you also are going to be a state that has these, these laws, then your maternal health in that state needs to be first class. Neonatal health needs to be first class. Like the fact that, um, in, in many parts of the country, if you're a black woman that's, that has a child, the maternal death rates are worse than in some developing worlds, right? Like, so, so to me, like, it's 2023 in the greatest country on the planet. When women are pregnant, they should not have an increased uh, likelihood for death. So this is, I think, where, where, um, some of the messaging and, and where the party should ultimately be. So, so you, you, you said that, that if Congress put a 15 week ban on your desk, if you're president, you would sign it. You added, if states are restricting this, those states could also have the best neonatal health, best maternity health care. They don't do that. They they're very zeroed in on six weeks, uh, six weeks, and they don't care about the born babies or the mothers that are carrying these children. How do you win in this situation? You're, it's both cruel and and also cruel to to the people that are involved in it. Story after story after story. It's a losing issue, a political issue too. 
Well, I, I think you don't win, right? Like that's that's what that's what Ohio and Kansas and even Montana um, su- suggest. And what was fascinating to me uh, before this Ohio vote, um, there were several polls that were done that said, "Oh, this is going to be close, right? Was, this is going to be tight." All the Republicans, um, you know, senior Republicans in the state thought this was this was going to turn out, and this was a this was a this was an ass kicking. Pardon my language. Um, and and so. So, so also for me, let's start looking at what voters are actually saying and not looking at the polling. Uh, Ohio is, is, is everybody still kind of thinks of it as a swing state. It's a red state, right? All the senior leaders are, are Republicans. And when you look, you got to remind that. Trump won Ohio. And and so so this is a this is an issue. So why go down this lemming like, you know, the, the 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 tyranny of the minority in this case? They aren't listening to voters. They are they may be running the state, but the voters don't seem to think they are. And why take away voters' rights? Uh, that to me it's it's like Abortion rights, people seem to be broadly in favor of, or, or much looser ones for sure. Um, and and they keep doing this. What what's within the GOP that will not stop in this? It's a it's a real it's a suicide march in a lot of ways politically. There's there's also an issue here about overreach for government. Like like you know people are getting frustrated with that book bannings. People are getting like frustrated that. whether book bannings or whether you're a Republican governor in Florida or a Democratic governor in California telling businesses what they can and can't think or what they can or can't support. You know, th- this is people are getting frustrated uh, by by that. And so I think there's another vein there. And and look, I, I think um, a lot of stuff I talk about, I talk about the vision of the Republican Party I want to see, the vision of the Republican Party that I subscribe to. And this issue about local control is something that Republicans have gotten really far away from. And and I think when you look at some of the numbers and and why you know these ballot initiatives fail, it's because there's a lot of there's a lot of people that are conservative leaning that it's like, hey, this is not the government's responsibility or role in here. So 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 stay out of it. Right, stay out of it. So if if it's not a winning abortion is not a winning issue for the GOP, it clearly isn't. They're taking a lot of lumps for it. Can the party realize that and pivot, or are you captive of these of these much more, I would say, cruel people because of the, what the impact people aren't. Listening to voters, what voters say, um, there, there's not there's not one poll that says voters do not want some level of abortion rights. Look, I I, I would say I, I think when a a guy like Mike Pence, you know, is able to say, hey, 15 weeks makes sense, right? And and nobody's going to question Mike Pence's conservative evangelical roots, right? Um, and and when he can say that, and that gets applause at a conservative crowd. Um, I think, you know, maybe that isn't, I, I don't know if I'd consider that a pivot. Um, but I, I think that's a sign that there's, you know, that there is, there's something di- potentially, uh, you know, different or, um, where we can, where we can find some areas of agreement. So is that going to happen? You've got a very short amount of time. Uh, look, I, 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 I can't speak to that, right? Like the fact that I can tell you what I say and what I talk to people 
people and people appreciate the perspective. And, you know, uh, and so, so can I, you know, uh, what everybody else is going to be focused on doing, that's up to them. And, um, and, and where, where the broader party ends up on this issue, um, I don't know. And look, I, I always talk about like pro-life, right? Is you should be, you should care about life. Like the, the, it's fine. I gotta stop talking about all the times I got booed. Um, one of the first times I had a I had a crowd really upset with me is because I said I was against the death penalty, and this was a Republican primary electorate. And I'm like, well, if you're pro life, you should yeah, be all the way through on the all the way through, right? You should care about kids in cages, you know, on the border. Like like you should care you should care about life at, at, at all times, right? And so for me, uh, being ideologically consistent is one of the more important things. And that's how the party uh, can continue to grow in, in, in larger growing groups of voters. Do you think this this is something they'll pull because they seem to be doubling down on book bans, attacking trans people and uh, strict ridiculously cruel and strict abortion laws. Seems like a, a prescription for loss all over the place. And then you'll get exactly what you don't want. Sure. Look, here's it's real simple. OK, it's real simple. Donald Trump and what I can make an argument is the authoritarian wing of the Republican Party is a loser. He hasn't won since 2016. We lost the House in 2018. And in 2020, we lost the Senate and the White House. The lesson of 2020 was real simple. Don't be a jerk and don't be a socialist. The reason Joe Biden won with absolutely no coattails was because people like Donald Trump's a jerk, but all this other stuff, uh, um, this, 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 what was the um, defund the police and defund ICE and all that kind of stuff. People are like, nah, 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 nah. We're not having that. And that's why people voted for for Joe Biden for president and and a Republican as their as their member as a member in Congress. And so, yeah, I I I would agree with your concept. Guess what? The way the we the Republican Party and, and again, I, I I know I know you like President Biden, um, but but there's a lot of Democrats that don't. And there's a real opportunity. There's a real opportunity for a Republican. And everybody's like, well, Will, how do you, how do you have the Republican, how do you have the GOP be palatable to independents and conservative Democrats? Guess what? Don't be a jerk. Don't be a racist. Don't yeah, be a homophobe. <laughs> Don't be a misogynist. Seems right? pretty hard. Like, it seems pretty like, hard. Come on, do you, come I, on. I really do right? hope you're getting through. I would. I, I listen. You'd be surprised who I vote for. I vote for a lot of different people. Um, <laughs> I do like reasonable people. I was very out front liking Biden when everyone else was in love with Beto, sure. which I, who I thought was a man was a man boy, a silly man boy. But in any case, and uh, and and some people too too liberal in many ways. Anyway, well, let's go on a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the latest on the Trump indictments, how the company formerly known as Twitter got involved. We're going to keep calling it Twitter, by the way. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. 
Well, we're back for our second big story, the latest news of former President Donald Trump's legal troubles, which there's more coming up next week, apparently. First off, the government apparently obtained a search warrant this past January for data and records related to at real Donald Trump Twitter account. The Twitter was reportedly barred from even telling Trump about the warrant. The company missed the deadline to produce the records and ended up paying a $350,000 fine for that delay. That's not so weird to me. Twitter was always slow uh, in terms of giving things over to the government. But what do you think they were looking for, Will? Here, Here are some theories someone sent me. One, to see he had secret accounts. Two, to see what devices he was posting from. Three, to see the DMs on main and secret accounts. And four, to see drafts of tweets or perhaps even tweets that Twitter refused to post or that he he refused to post, which is interesting. How do you feel about this? Look, so I think this is the prosecutors trying to better understand um, and understand his intentions. Um, my understanding of, of Donald Trump's habits is I don't think he's a big texter or emailer. You know, he, he would always print stuff out and, and you know, write stuff with on with a Sharpie, you know. And and so but uh, those the draft texts and in, in interest that may show of of his ability and, and how he was trying to coordinate. And and it, and it and it supports this narrative of 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 intent, uh, but also conspiracy. Right? That you know, it's funny. Bill Barr always reminds people the conspiracy starts when you agree to do it. It's not that the fact that you were that you were successful in it. So I think there will be some evidence to suggest that, and and, and coordination with some of those other groups. Right? January sixth started with Donald Trump, you know, putting a tweet out. And, and, and so to me, these, all of these cases are serious. Um, I've spent a little bit more time focusing on the classified document one, uh, partly because, you know, I spent a decade as an undercover officer in the CIA overseas collecting intelligence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how do you look at that? You do not have, so, so there's two questions I would love Donald Trump to ask. And if I got on the debate stage, I would ask these questions, uh, with, with an opportunity. Um, and, and, and if people want to hear me answer these, ask these questions, heardforamerica.com, give at least one dollar. Why did he ha, why did he want to keep those documents when he was told you got classified stuff, you need to turn it back? Just turn it back. We, we, we would not be in this situation in this case if he'd give them back. Why was he holding them? Well, okay, they're his. One. They're his. They're his they're, beautiful look, paper. Yeah, look, yeah, you had your golf shirts in it. I get it. But like, there, there's another reason of those specific documents. Why do you give some back, but not all of them? Why were, why were you holding those? Two, Secret Service's responsibility is to protect Donald Trump and his family. It is not to protect documents or classified information. That is Donald Trump's responsibility. So the fact that Donald Trump willingly knew he had classified documents in a in a in a unsecure environment, what did he do in order to protect the access to them, to vet employees? And he's never explained. We all know that the Russians and the and the, and the Russians and the Chinese probably rifling um, through them. are yeah. sophisticated and trying to get access to them. whether they got access to them or not. I, I can't speak to that. I, I have not seen evidence that that was the case, but that doesn't mean that that it wasn't uh, it wasn't potential. But explain why did you have access to those? And to me, for someone to have things that talked about are capabilities in, uh, in with our overhead architecture, our satellites. Sure, because you were in the middle of that as in your job. I was in the middle of it. Look, I put my, look, I'm the only person in this race that's been shot at, chased, tried to be blown up, 
you know, be in places that were overrun by folks, right? And and it is a it's a slap in the face to the thousands of men and women who are putting themselves in harm's way every single day and every single night in order for us to be safe and to enjoy the freedoms that we that we enjoy. Uh, to me, that's just that's like that is that part is outrageous. Um, do you that have an answer? Why do you think he did it, and and why do you think he didn't protect them and handed it over to the pool guy essentially? Right, the pool guy took. I think he didn't protect him because he didn't he didn't value the importance of this. I, I think he was incapable of understanding the importance of the materials that he had. I like I, I just think he's he's deficient in 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 that. Or he didn't care about pe- putting people in danger. Yeah, he he he, and and, and it's a hubris to think, oh, nothing's going to happen to this. You know, and and so, but why he wanted them, I don't know. Look, he wanted them, I, and and again, I, I'm not a I'm not a Donald Trump psychologist, but just we know the one example of when he shared some of the war plans. He wanted to brag. He wanted to brag, and and so if he's bragging to the author of his staffer's biography, who else is he bragging to? Right, and that's why that's why he had them. He had them for props, and to me, that's just that's unforgivable. That means you're unfit for office, and and we should all be horrified, especially at a time when and 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 look, our adversaries are laughing. Right, the, the Chinese government is laughing. The Russians are thankful that all of this stuff is is happening, and then our allies. I like whew. horrified, yeah, horrified, right? And, yeah. and 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 the Chinese were just hacking hacking the Japanese too. Speaking of which, it's everywhere, you know. It's, the, it's they're, they're hacking the United States government, right? Look, look, you, you you've seen the stats about the zero day the zero day attacks that have happened in the last year. All of them, all the new ones, were from the Chinese to the to the defense industrial base, right? Like like the Chinese is is they're trying to surpass us as a global superpower. Mm-hmm. This is not my opinion. It's what they say about themselves. They're going to do that by being leader in a number of advanced technologies. And they're showing a level of aggression at all levels from diplomacy to cyber attacks. And, and, and we're, and, and we're having debates. We're opening the door. Yeah. I get about it. I whether get we it. should ban books yeah. or, or have classified documents in your loo. Right. Yeah. And, right. and the answer to both those questions is no. Let's no. get on to the next, let's get on to the next right. topic. So, right. So let me say the, the indictments that besides this one are coming as early as next year in Georgia, which is again the fourth where the DA and Atlanta expected to pursue present her findings from an investigation Trump's alleged election interference. She does have tape of him saying it, actually, which seems to be a problem for him. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis is reportedly aiming for conspiracy and racketeering. They have a very broad racketeering laws in Georgia. Just a reminder, there are three other criminal cases. As you said, the January 6th and 2020 election inquiry, the classified documents case, and I agree, it's incredibly it's both depressing and heinous. Um, and the Manhattan hush money case, which everyone's forgotten about at this point. Um, the 86% of Republicans in a CBS poll believe these indictments investigates have political motives to disrupt Trump's campaign. I, I talked to Frank Luntz uh, last, earlier in the week, and he's like, you know, obviously the polls go up when these things happen. And this fourth one, he said, will put him over the top. But it's putting over the top with people who who are a small, small minority of people and not able to make the presidency. And perhaps you don't even want him to be president. So that's a good thing. Obviously, you don't. How uh, positive is this for Trump and how 
ultimately negative is it? Because I sure. think it's ultimately negative. So um, I think this, again, I'm not a lawyer, right? Um, I think this, this Georgia case is one of the clearest issues because we have the call. We've all heard the phone call of Donald Trump asking a state employee to commit a crime that he knew was a crime, right? Like, like, like that. Find the votes, yeah. Right, right, right. Like that's that's like that's pretty clear to me, right? So, so here is where um, polling is a snapshot in time. It's a very narrow insight, and so, so would most Republicans be like? Joe Biden and everybody associated with him hate Donald Trump? Yeah, of course, right? Um, would they be like, uh, there's some political activism here? I can understand why they say that. But is that going to translate 25 weeks from now into them voting for Donald Trump? Ultimately, what I think, and, and, and when you, when you juxtapose national polling with some of the state polling, Donald Trump is probably going to get 30% of the Republican primary voters, no matter what. Their rider dies, they're going with him. They got no matter, the hats, they got the t-shirts. No matter what, no matter what happens. They're right? like but Taylor that Swift means... fans, but really rancid, <laughs> but go ahead. I don't know if she'd appreciate being compared, you know. <laughs> oh. She would beat him in election. Yeah, She'd Bar beat Barbie and T, and, and T Swift are keeping the economy going. You know, That's one right. billion dollars like that's yeah. crazy. That's it's the crazy. feminists. The feminists yeah. are hey, keeping it. Girl yeah. power is keeping everyone going. Uh, so, so for 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 me, um, this is this is what I always ask people. Let's let's do this thought experiment. Who's the independent or conservative Democrat that voted for Joe Biden? in 2020, and then in 2024, it's like, you know what? Donald J. Trump's my guy. That doesn't exist. It doesn't exist, right? So all the polling that shows that Trump so is So they'll tight, go, he's old, but uh, I guess I can't. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna hold my nose for all that group of people, right? And and so, so, so this is what I keep telling Republicans. If the GOP nominates Donald Trump as our, as our nominee, we are willingly giving four more years to Joe Biden, right? And because there is no way. Oh, and by the way, right? Like, and I don't mean this in a in a in a derogatory way. He literally campaigned from his basement, right? And he still beats you, right? Like, 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 come on! And and so so anyway, you notice so he's not saying much. He's biking around and sitting on the beach, and every time he says nothing, his polls go up. Biden said nothing. It it makes no sense. And and ultimately I also think the the path. So all of these court cases, no one is above the law, right? And 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 for those that want to criticize and bring up Hunter Biden and all that. So the person who's going to prosecute that case is someone who's been indicted like 90 times? Like that 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 makes no sense if that's something you care about. Um and 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 what I the 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 pathway is there's a lot of Republicans that once we start getting into the winter, that people start paying attention to the election. Be like, oh dear. Are going to be like, yeah, I voted for Donald Trump twice, but he's got too much baggage and we need to look somewhere else. And then also the fact that Ron DeSantis has basically stumbled and, um, is, is, is faltering. The, there is, if you're not Donald Trump, 
If your name is not Trump, I think your chances are pretty much equal in in this in this in this Republican primary of the, of the, of the group. That's what you're hoping for. Yeah, that's what you're hoping. Can I ask you very briefly because we've got to get going? But why do you think DeSantis has stumbled so much? I think, as you know, I think he's charmless. You know, do you remember when Obama said Hillary Clinton was likable enough? Remember right, that? Right, Which right. was worked. Yeah. It worked, no matter how you slice it. Uh, I think he's unlikable enough. That's uh, like yeah, I've always thought sure. he's charmless and strange. Is, that's a, that's a good that's a good title. That's a good title unlikable for his enough. book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The wife, I would possibly take a. The sure. wife is charming, but not him. Look, so when you're more interested in fighting our my friends in the LGBTQ community than you are Vladimir Putin. We got a problem. When you think Cinderella is a bigger national security threat than anything else, than a president storing documents in his, in his bathroom, then we have a problem. And, and so, you know, there's no upside to slavery, right? You know, if you want to come in and defend it and be like, oh, I didn't write it. Well, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. I didn't write it, right? That's not leadership. Then change the phrase. Be like, listen, that's not our. That was not our intention. I'm gonna call everybody what back. What a mistake. I'm gonna call everybody back. Yeah, he doubles and be like, down. Fix that. Fix that wording. Right. It's it's that. It's it's that. It's that simple. Then you hire a guy like a known neo Nazi, or let me not be hyperbolic. Um, I think he was t- like an anti semite, right? Like, and that that he knew that he like he mm-hmm. knew that in advance. Like, mm-hmm. and then you hire you hire that, and then all the anti LGBTQ stuff, right? That's called a pattern, and and I think those are all the reasons that he's that he's failing. Oh, and Republicans don't like authority trying to uh, concentrate power in the hands of the few and telling businesses what they how they can and cannot think. Yeah, so that's it. So everybody's got a chance if if Trump stumbles at some point, or people, or the penny suddenly drops with everybody. Yeah, or or or, or it's it's taken right. Like and 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 that's that's our thesis, right? I do think you're right. I think everyone has a chance. I think it'll be interesting to see who pulls forward. But I think you can't. I think Trump is going to stumble. I think he's going to stumble. Ultimately, he doesn't want to spend his life, the rest of his life in prison. So we'll see. He's got to me. He's got to. This is my calculation. He's got to win, which he's not going to do unless something incredible happened. So he's got to win. He's got to hope a Republican who'll give him a pardon wins, which is not a certainty. There's pretty much, it's just Vivek and that guy, whatever he is, and and uh, and DeSantis. Nobody else, everyone else is like, pardon? Probably not. Um, uh, or or he's going to jail, or he's going to jail. And it may be at Mar-a-Lago with a, with a bracelet on his leg, but he's not going anywhere. It's not a great, it's not, he doesn't, he's not going to enjoy, he could, he could make a fake presidential office at Mar-a-Lago and pretend he's president the rest of his, his life. That's, that's the best choice for him. Anyway, uh, Will, we've got one more quick break. We'll be back for predictions. Do you have a good prediction? We'll see. Support for Pivot comes from Hidden Layer. It seems like everywhere you look, industries are turning to generative AI. We talk about it a lot on this show. Businesses can generate more ideas, answers, connections, solutions, and momentum. But at the same time, security teams are forced to slow down that progress so they can make sure AI adoption is safe and responsible. Hidden Layer's AI detection and response platform secures generative AI and large language models from malicious attacks, leaking of confidential information, and intellectual property theft. Hidden Layer helps you generate more by enabling seamless, secure generative AI. Here's how it works. AI detection and response protects businesses from potential attacks by monitoring and analyzing the inputs and outputs of their generative AI applications. 
applications, blocking harmful transactions, and alerting security teams in real time, allowing organizations to accelerate their AI adoption with speed. Customers in finance, technology, healthcare, and even the U.S. Department of Defense trust Hidden Layer to protect their AI today. Plus, Hidden Layer was named Most Innovative Startup at RSA, the most significant cybersecurity conference in the nation. With Hidden Layer, go from pause to possibilities. Generate more with Hidden Layer. Visit hiddenlayer.com slash pivot to learn more about Hidden Layer's AI detection and response solution. Okay, Will, let's hear a prediction. It can be on anything. You don't have, doesn't have to be political, Ooh, but it certainly can uh, be. Can I, can I give three real quick? Yes, please? sure. Go oh, right ahead. God. Okay. Um, pivot listeners, put Will Hurd over the top of his <laughs> 40000 because they all went to herdforamerica.com and gave at least $1. That's prediction number one. Number two, the 2024 NBA champions are my San Antonio Spurs oh, because, of, because of Wimby. And number three... Wait, why is it sports with you people? Luntz was talking about the Orioles, but go ahead, yeah. move along, move along. The That cat, that that um, the Harvard professor... That, that took all that metal out of the ocean because he thought it was like going to prove extraterrestrial life. I don't think it's, I, I think the final analysis is not going to be clear that so that was some kind of- You don't believe in t- UFOs? I, I didn't say that. I, I yeah. just think those pebbles that he yeah. got out of the ocean yeah. are not going to, <laughs> are not going to uh, be the definitive case don't, don't that think, there's something Don't you think it's time there. for the aliens to show up now? Just about now. Like- <laughs> Look, okay, uh, that's so, enough p- human humanity. We've been watching right. you, and we're right. tired. It's like well, you know. well, I, my brother, my brother, my big brother is a big Star Trek fan, and and I forget which Star Trek it was. And they're talking about the history of the world, and it was like there was world peace on Earth when when aliens showed up. That's right. right. Because that's it was, right. We yes. were all band together. First to con- hate it's called First else. Contact. There was a right, whole right. movie about oh, it. Oh, great movie. Great movie. Yeah. First Contact. Yes. Arrival. Yeah. Arrival's another good we one. We need a First Contact. Either it's got to be a simulation that we realize and it's over and some teenagers are get sick of us or aliens need to get here immediately. What would you say? If you're president, what would you say to the aliens if they showed up? What would you do your first message as President, president Will Hurd? Uh, I'd be like... Let's work together. Let's find. I'm. I'm going to say what I always say. We can find way more to you to unite us and divide us. Let's. What focus if they want to eat things. us? What if they well, want to eat us? Well, then they want to eat us. Be like, you know, yeah. let's hope to these, serve man. It's yeah, a cookbook. Yeah. I don't know if y'all have nuclear weapons where you come from, but we yeah. can shoot ours into space. Yeah, so. that was the plot of like I think Independence Day. I think that's what that happened. Anyway, what, what, what's your prediction? Yeah, I think the writers and Hollywood strikes going to possibly go on until January 15th, at least. I don't, I thought several people were thinking October 14th, maybe, but certainly not. Now that it's August, they're all on vacation. They all go on vacation. What's the specific date? Why, how, how are you um, able to Because start? they have to really, they, it really ruins next summer for them if they don't get working by January. I think everyone will feel the pressure by then. I think writers and actors will be out of work and they can only do so many cameos, the actors, um, and which is what a lot of them are doing right now to make money. Um, they can do ads and cameos pretty much, um, or not very, I don't even think they can do ads. Um, uh, so I think that's going to be uh, I, the financial pressure on writers. And it's a hundred days today, I think. Um, it's a real, and I think yelling at Bob Iger saying he makes too much money is just not going to work. 
after a while. Ultimately, it doesn't work. Um, so I think that's they'll have to they'll they'll come to an agreement. And I think the studios that's when the studios really have pressure because they're doing well because they're saving money right now. It's good for their bottom line. Um, and I think there's plenty of content. But by some, if they really go to January, they ha- they'll have problems with summer. Um, kind of thing. So we'll see. That's what's when they'll your, push. What's your sports? What's your sports prediction? I don't have any. I don't watch sports, Will Hurt. I'm the only lesbian in America who hates sports, which is <laughs> the way it is. I'm sorry. Hey. I hate it. I have sporty sons. They both yeah. are very athletic. Right. I don't I have to go to all these events right. and I hate every one of them. And if I look at my phone, my son's clock it and say, put down your phone. And so it's, it's hell. And now my third son, who is only one and a half, seems to like sports, which is a real problem. So, you know, yeah, anyway, look, anyway, you do, you, there do I you. you do, I do you. Me. Do you. I, I, I really don't like sports. I don't even like Megan Rapinoe kicking. And I like <laughs> Megan Rapinoe, by the way, as opposed to, and by the way, Megan Rapinoe, good for you with an amazing career. Uh, even if you didn't make that last kick, astonishing mm. athlete. Uh, I still didn't watch it. It doesn't matter anyway. Um, and she's a lesbian with you think I would, but I don't. In any case, there we have it. Um, Will, thank you so much. I love people being on the debate stage. You're you know, a highly intelligent uh, person who should be talking about issues like AI and and reasonability, I guess, being reasonable. Um, and you're sort of the nicer Chris Christie, essentially. Um, so <laughs> he's, I think he's effective. I think it's effective. He keeps going. It's, he's good at He's a pro- former prosecutor, so he should be. Um, I do think people need to be able to debate on the stage, especially the Republican Party, and bring people to their senses because um, I do like divided government myself, um, and I like lots of points of view. Uh, so I really do hope you give him a dollar. I am going to go do that right now. Um, you said five dollars. You said $5. you're giving five dollars. They, they right, give one dollar, you give five dollars. I'll give five dollars. Okay? I gave Christy five dollars, I'll give you five dollars. Do not make me give Vivek Ramaswamy anything. I'd like to, there's things I'd like to give him we're not supposed to say. Anyway, I will read us out and thank you so much and good luck with your campaign. Today's show was produced by Lara Naiman and Taylor Griffin. Ernie Enderdot engineered this episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to Pivot from New York Magazine and Vox Media. We'll be back next week for another breakdown of all things tech and business with some new, fresh people, including Don Lemon is coming on next week. So that should be interesting. Uh, Thank you so much, Will. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me on.